0: Just saying her initials evokes equal amounts of excitement and loathing across the political spectrum. AOC, or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is the freshman Democrat from the Bronx, taking D.C. by storm. And to get what she wants, she's not afraid to ruffle some feathers on either side of the aisle. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from Washington is Bloomberg's Katya Dmitrieva, who recently profiled the Congresswoman for this week's Bloomberg Business Week cover story. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. So what makes AOC such a polarizing public figure? What's her backstory?
1: Well, because she's having an impact. So she's not just shouting into the void um and and really it's maybe if you look just on paper, she wouldn't think that she's having an impact. You know, we don't have any specific bills passed. It's only been about 2 weeks that we're back in now, but the key is that she's shifting the conversation among Democrats uh, in the same way, and perhaps more so uh, than Bernie Sanders even did. And that in itself is helping to write new bills and will help to push forward new policies because she's, as we know in the story, she's shifting the Overton window back to the left. Um, In other words, the debate among Democrats is no longer about, you know, should we raise taxes? Should we raise deficits? Should we um, be involved in in certain policies? It's actually, no, let's rethink how the entire economy works and what kind of policies are in place to support that economy. Let's just go back to square one. Um, Perhaps more importantly, uh, there's some polling numbers that actually show this as well. She's opening the door to socialism, which since the Cold War has been such a dirty word, but she's in a way, you know, making socialism Mm -hmm. great again. This has conservatives and libertarians and some Democrats really freaked out.
0: And she's doing this also a lot on social media, which is another bit of her um, presence that really gets people's attention.
1: Definitely. And what also gets people's attention is that she looks like them or sounds like them. She literally is uh, a working class person. Those are her roots, uh, which is very different for a lot of people um, on the Hill who are representing Americans uh, today. And so on social media, you know, she's been having a great impact even just this week. Let's look at this week. She started this tag, where is Mitch, Mitch McConnell. And and she's really pushing this line that um, it is the responsibility of Trump and McConnell to reopen government, they're the only people holding it back. So she started that out uh, this week. She also uh, is also sharing the love. She is giving uh, Democrats and fellow Democrat peers uh, some lessons on how to use social media. Uh, so that's something that she's doing, uh, I believe it's this week, actually. And, uh, you know, frankly, she's a woman of color. She knows how to use her voice. Uh, politicians, Americans, you know, frankly, media, we're not really used to that, but um, but. She- That's why she's drawing so much attention.
0: So, so far, like you said, she hasn't, no bills have been introduced yet, but she is uh, notable for one of her proposals the Green New Deal. What are the details behind that plan?
1: So right now, it's not a, you know, you can't point to it and say, okay, here are the bullet points of what exactly they're looking for. What they're calling for so far um, is a is a committee. So they want to put together a committee um, to investigate what a Green New Deal should look like, the components of it. And from that will come the cost and all the other uh, specific sort of policies involved in that. But um, what we do have so far is a Green New Deal that was introduced back in 2012 by the Green Party at the time, and there was also another one um, that tried to get pushed in 2007, was unsuccessful, obviously. Um, And that one includes things like retrofitting every single home in the U.S., Mm -hmm. shifting to a carbon-neutral nation by 2035, zero net emissions by 2050. These are really ambitious goals. And the idea is this policy, this, uh, this committee, sorry, that they're trying to push right now, that committee will put together a plan and by 2020 fingers crossed they hope uh, a democrat will be elected to president and then they can enforce or more easily enforce those kinds of proposals
0: but as everyone knows with these types of proposals comes with the question of how much it will cost how will they pay for it and what's her response to that been
1: so I asked her team that, and uh, in some ways, when you look at the economics of it, it almost, the question itself misses the point, because they're not even looking at this as a single policy proposal. They're looking at more so as a reshaping of the entire U.S. economy. That's what makes this plan so ambitious, and frankly, goes to your first question. That's why it's freaking people out. So um, in these kinds of situations, you can either you know, raise taxes. Um, we see a lot of bills that have done that, um, or you can spend, and that includes re Locating from already uh, spent money or things that they're spending already. So she's saying spend. She's saying, dip into the deficit, dip into, you know, use the purse strings of the budget to fund uh, a complete rework of the U.S. economy. But what you're doing is, um, they argue, in so doing, just like with the New Deal or after the war, you are restarting the U.S. economy. You're, um, you know, putting some fire under that to get it going. So it wouldn't, uh, like net-net, it would actually be great for things like GDP, which is what a lot of people care about. Um, What has the
0: responses been to, to these ideas?
1: Depends on who you ask for the most part. So it started out, uh, you'll notice um, in public conversation online, it started out as sort of a joke. Like people actually did not take her seriously. They didn't take her seriously uh, before she won nomination. They didn't take her seriously before she, uh, you know, was appointed a congressperson. Um, but now they're starting to listen because now she's on the Financial Services Committee along with a lot of other progressives. Mm-hmm. And now she's actually having the kind of impact where she has, for example, 45 Democrats who signed on to a Green New Deal agreement in principle. Um, and these are things that uh, economists are also working on mapping out. You know, you have Stephanie Kelton, who's been uh, advising a lot of these Democratic uh, progressive candidates, for example, who's done the math on this kind of stuff. Um, and, for example, if you wanted to raise taxes, so raising taxes goes back to your question just now, it would help fund at least part of the deal, but it's more so about equity. So taxes could raise, you know, just about $200 billion by one estimate Over a decade, um, but that's just that's just not enough.
0: And that brings us back to the Overton window, which you referenced uh, at the beginning, and you referenced in your article with Peter Coy, because her influence um, is giving these ideas the public discussion that they might not have had recently.
1: Absolutely, people are actually thinking about it, and they're doing the math on it. And they're asking constituents about it, and constituents are asking them about it. We haven't had uh, a situation before in the U.S., at least in recent memory, where we had an actual debate about socialist policies, where we've actually had a debate about um, some of the other things she's focused on as well, which is free tuition, uh, for example, um, and along with all these uh, policies under the Green New Deal, or a jobs guarantee. You know, we're at we're near record low unemployment right now. And people are still talking about and showing support for a situation for the government guaranteeing you a job. How could that be in a situation where technically by the data, by the numbers, it's supposed to be a strong jobs market. And yet people still support these kinds of ideas.
0: When you take those ideas into account, how has her working relationship been so far with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats?
1: So so far it's been so. First of all, it's only been two weeks, <laughs> um, so that's one thing. But so far it seems to be okay. It's not as contentious as expected. You know, coming into uh, coming into Congress, um, she hasn't been as uh, aggressive about tweeting. Um, against her own party. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is a recognition when she was talking to Anderson Cooper in 60 Minutes, a sort of recognition that um, she wants to work with her colleagues on this. She will call them out if there's something egregious, but she more than anything does want to work with colleagues. There was a Politico story uh, last week that cited a few Democrats, and and the idea was that there's sort of this banding together of Democrats against her. Um, I did talk to a few Democrats on background, including ones featured in that story, and their uh, you know their response was, well, actually it's it's not exactly like that. Yes, there are some some issues, and um, actually. AOC's chief of staff, Shaikat Chakrabarti, uh, said that as well. He said, "We recognize that some people are afraid in the party. Uh, maybe they're confused. Maybe they don't know how to react. Um, but so far, the working relationships are good. Uh, so so far, so far, they would say that things are things are going well."
0: When you take into account her social media sav- savviness, and when you take into account her ability to disrupt her own party and even call out people in her own party. She and the president share a lot of things, um, even though they don't share a lot of things.
1: Yeah. in in their approach on social media, definitely, I would say she's much more intelligent about it just because she's tweeting about, um, you know, economic research and tweeting uh, some v- like thought provoking ideas. Um, and she's also a lot more um She's just a lot more quick on her feet and that kind of stuff. You know, She posts, if you follow her on Instagram, she has two accounts, um, and she has been uh, using it to make uh, Congress more transparent, which is another thing that we haven't seen anyone do yet. So, she'll take people behind the scenes, she's shown her office, mm-hmm. uh, she explains how the process works, and I've definitely tuned into those live feeds and doing some of my research. And uh, People are very responsive. They send in questions to her live, they've been sending her letters, you know, I went to her Office uh, a couple days ago, and there are people just milling about. People who get maybe free tours of the area. Um, there are also meetings. People are taking selfies with her, group pictures. They're leaving sticky notes on her door. Like that's not normal. <laughs> that usually doesn't happen. You can hear your footsteps echo in those hallways usually. So it is. It's a very different. Uh, it's a very different environment, and and that's really. A push led by her and Mm -hmm. other progressives
0: you know we've both said this now it's only been two weeks but ultimately going forward how much influence will she have on her party and her party going into 2020
1: this is a key question Um, so influence wise she is shifting the conversation that's big in itself Uh, so far because it's been uh, only two weeks, she hasn't um, she hasn't had success in in obviously floating bills or getting those passed. Um, she also had some early challenges when she wasn't nominated to one of the uh, committees that she wanted to be a part of, the Ways and Means, which is a powerful powerful committee and also one that um, you know freshmen don't usually get elected to. Um, but she did get elected to the Financial Services Committee, so you know minus 1 plus 1 i guess um but going forward for 2020 for example i asked who is she going to back for 2020 from the democratic party she's too she's too young uh, it's too early on for her to run uh as president but i asked uh i asked them who she would support they didn't you know offer any names they kind of gave coy responses they said let's get it through the next 2 weeks and <laughs> then we'll focus on the next 2 years uh so we'll see but it's regardless and needless to say Whoever she decides to back, it will be a very powerful and impactful vote for that person.
0: Katya, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Make sure to follow Katya and her reporting on Twitter. She's at KatyaDMI. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please, head on iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at DavidFMyers, and you get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.